Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were joined uh, on today's show by Harriet Dyer and Patrick Bramall. They are the stars and writers of uh, a big hit sitcom over on BBC Two, uh, Australian sitcom called Colin from Accounts. If you haven't seen it yet, you should do. It's excellent. Very good. Uh, so we had a good chat with them. Um, we also spoke to a guy called Mark Warden, who... Uh, it was touch and go in lockdown, very, very ill. So he decided when he came through COVID uh, and all the issues he had health-wise, he was going to arm wrestle. And uh, As you do. a couple of years on, he's a European champion. It's quite the story. We spoke to him and we had a birthday spread for you with Andy in the studio and Charlie at home today. So here it all is. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And... Uh, Headline I saw this morning, Real Madrid could turn to Kane, Harry Kane. I can't see him going to Spain. The Kane in Spain stays mainly on the plane. I don't think he'll be going. No, I, yeah, that's probably, that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, if, if Benzema goes, he, there's, it's, there a was, good, it's a good There was a story this yeah. morning suggesting that, you know, he, he doesn't want to go and play abroad and he doesn't want to play in Bayern. He's turned mm. Bayern down. No, no, he won't play abroad. He won't. He's not, not the type. Is he, it, he wants to break the Premier League record. But, you know, breaking the Premier League record, playing for Real Madrid. I mean, it's, you know... when you Breaking the Premier on... League record. That's definitely more important to him, I think. And I, I, I said this to you right away, I cannot see him leaving Tottenham. I can't. But, you know, he might, but... I, Whatever? Seems... Or, of, or this next year? Mm, I, 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 a bit more pressure on Ange Postacoglu if it's going to be him. Not only has he got to do a good job, he's got to do a job good enough to I keep Harry Kane there. What I think is he, he might contract. stay, see what it looks like, and then if he, then he can talk about a new contract or going at the end of next season. But yeah. I don't see him going this summer. I'd be amazed. But, you know, who knows football? Nothing surprises you, as they say. Mm, that's very true. I'm reading uh, Lee Child's new book. It's true. It's on English spin bowlers. Jack Leacher. Oh, OK. <laughs> is it good? Is it's it good? marvellous. Is it a good read? <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. It's a page-turner, which is more than Jack's deliveries. Do you know how post-Watergate, there's a new... You missed that. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Say again, sorry, was it? It's a page-turner, more than Jack's deliveries. Oh, Thank you. There we are. A bit of cricket. You should have saved that for John Norman. Maybe a more appreciative audience. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Go on. Now, post-Watergate, I think mm. there's a new series on Skies near t- telling the story of Watergate um, mm. uh, stuff. But, there um, is, yeah. The plumbers. We've had, yeah. We have the occasional gate post Watergate. That's a good yeah. gate. 
Yeah. That's good, Gates. That's been good. You know, it doesn't take much. I mean, there may be some people out there with what's going on with your fine midfielder. They're calling mm. it Mason Mountgate. They may be doing that. I don't know. I was wanting a scandal for Jonathan Woodgate. I, the Jonathan, well, there was one back in the day. I'm not sure it was a gate, though. OK. But Adrian Lewis, we're told in today's son, in oh, from yeah. the world of darts, was fined £500 for his outburst over floorboard gate. <laughs> Floorboard That's gate. a very poor gate. <laughs> Surely dark gate would be better. Uh, fl- yeah, and um, basically there'd been a problem over a loose floorboard that uh, <laughs> that was moving as they threw yeah, their no, darts. Okay, yeah, really. Oh, the humanity! That's a mm. very poor gate. If we'd, we'd love to hear about some poor, if you've got any, if you've got anything mm. that's gone on, if you've got a scenario and you want to turn it into a gate, mm. uh, we'll we'll judge the quality. <laughs> Whatever you come up with, it will still be better than floorboard gate. I've got one for you too. Go on then. Uh, last night and during the football at halftime, I noticed it was Geitzka Mendieta, our old friend. Our old, our old mate Geitzka Mendieta, And yeah. uh, at least he didn't come in a black tie this time because yeah. uh, we went to the football writers' dinner, which is a suit, do you? It's, it's a, a lounge suit. Lounge suit, that's right. And he didn't get the memo, did he? He didn't. Some, nobody he thought it was going to be evening suit. I'm blaming Scott Minto. <laughs> yes. I think I think he was Scott's guest. He we were on it. Scott's table and uh, he hadn't told uh, Geitzka that it wasn't black tie. Oh, I know. I, I felt mean, look, for him, really. He looked sensational. Well, he did, but he, he looked put us, out of place. He, he put us all to shame, <laughs> all sitting there in our normal shirts and ties. But what, what do you want to do with that? Well, have you turned up in the wrong clothes, the wrong outfit, for Really? Example? Yeah. You got, you got the dress code wrong. You yeah, one of those, you, you were invited to Ascot, and you put on the full top hat and tails, and then you weren't and you, in the wrong Basically, bit. we were waiting on. <laughs> you had a job in one of the lounges. <laughs> or you were riding. Yes, that's Yeah, that's true. right. I'd got all the gear on, and I was in the 3.30. Uh, you can tell us mm. that, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet J. And uh, we found another superstitious footballer. It's Emerson, the uh, the goalkeeper. Edison. Yeah. Uh, Edison, sorry, yeah. the goalkeeper at Manchester City. Um, and um, he, he's, he wears the same pants for every game. Yeah, now, but he no, changes them every season. This is why I didn't get there. He's lucky pants, but he has a new pair of lucky pants every season. Is that, that's weird. How does it? that work? It doesn't yeah. work. Does he? You've got to have the same. Well, it struck me pair. if he's had them on for his like own Jack career. Russell. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have to sweat that much, really, does he? He doesn't have to do a lot of work in most games. So I suppose they stay quite dry. Has he never heard of Talcum Powder. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose ridiculous. he stays. He stays he quite stays uh, dry. Quite dry. But um, <laughs> if if they'd been for his career, they would have rotted on his body. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I suppose he's always got them on him. But if it was five to three, and he maybe he's one of those that likes to mm. get. Dressed at the last minute, you know, sort of stands it, mm. gets dressed, and thinks, I haven't got the lucky pants in the bag. Would he go out and play? Or would, would Ooh, it get Because some to. people become, they get a bit OCD, they become slaves to their lucky charm. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. So we're interested to know uh, were you ever, or have you witnessed someone being an absolute slave to their lucky charm? Mm. Um, talksport.com forward slash HJ, text to 81089. Or tweet to TS HNJ. Talking of that, last night's game, uh, on, Man- Mancini. Stinker. No, stinker. We'll talk about that in a sec. Mancini, the Roma player, his shirt was torn. Mm. And the kit man quickly replaced his shirt with another Mancini shirt. Not like the old days, they just give you a plain shirt. Yeah. He's obviously got a whole set of kits. Spares, yeah. Spares yeah. for the players. And mm. whoever needs one, they get their own shirt. But I was thinking it must have been his lucky shirt that got ripped because about five minutes later he scored that own goal. Yeah. <laughs> 
It could well be. other shirt with a rip in it? Yeah, that's very true. Oh, no, it was a terrible match. <coughs> yeah, both it, sides really? were going long at times. I was thinking with all this pressing, we're going we're gonna to end up the full Charles Hughes eventually. Really? Just oh, yeah. lump it into the areas of maximum possibility. Football, it was an awful game. Yeah, and we're so stop-start and the rowing mm. and... Uh, blimey, Michael I didn't Oliver. bother with extra time. I knew it was going to penalties. Yeah, so, exactly. I'm not going to waste half an I hour I totally agree. You, you knew, didn't you? There was no way there was yeah. going to be a goal in extra a- time. Adrian Durham on breakfast this morning, he was, he was saying, you know, he said... It's time now to get rid of extra time. Uh, I think he's right. Yeah. Even, he said even that great one with Sheffield Wednesday and everything shouldn't have even come about, that Barnsley were robbing, blah, 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 blah. It'd be better if you just went 90 minutes, penalties. Straight. Yeah. Would you not then get very cagey play in the latter stages of the 90 minutes? Wouldn't you just you move might, Wouldn't well, you just you move might, that half hour back to the last 15 do, minutes? I don't of the know. Yeah, there's always... You know, certain coaches were always turning because you're, you're, something into a negative. Rather than thinking, they? let's get yeah. into extra time, you'll start thinking, there's only 10 minutes left. I think we'll take our chances. It's still with better than that terrible half an hour of pointlessness, yeah. which is, you know, so often extra time is. Talking of uh, terrible half an hour of pointlessness, Especially if you're gonna, the sorry, birthday if you're spread gonna, today yeah, at, right. uh, at 3.30. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It is. Yeah, the injury. This is the thing. In a terrible match, in a really mm. terrible match where you've had enough of it and just mm. you think, oh, for goodness sake, let's have the pens. With this new sort of rule of adding all the extra time on, yeah. you get so much more injury time, don't you? Yeah, it's so, so why, why bother? You know, I, I think if you're going to play 110 minutes, that's enough. If you can't sort it out after that, go to penalties. So uh, Mark Halsey is uh, mm. a, a bit of a pal of uh, Jose's. Um, and uh, it can't be easy being a referee and being on Jose's side when you watch him act. It was so Jose by numbers. You know, you just know, yeah, you get the either medal in the crowd, yeah, because you've lost, you don't want to be a loser. And then you come down, and then it's, uh, wasn't my fault. I feel for my players. The referees are disgrace. VAR's a disgrace. Well, I mean, we were v- robbed. VAR saved them at one point, wasn't it? Because it wasn't a penalty, and, and Anthony Taylor gave Sevilla a penalty, and VAR saved yeah. him, didn't he? It's a bit Sunday morning, isn't it? Yeah. Berate in the referee in the car park. No point. I mean, they've got VAR, and also, you know, no referee does it deliberately. I'm not Anthony Taylor's biggest fan. But I think I we mean, did all right considering what yeah, was going on. It was last a horrible night. game. I mean, yeah. UEFA need to look at that game and cite it as a game. For me, I just say only people that can approach the referee are captains. Anybody yeah. else that does it is an automatic bu- booking. Mm. And that and that would stop. I mean, you could have sent off all twenty-two players for dissent last night. Yeah, easily. It was pathetic. Would have made it a better game, actually. <laughs> it's just, it is pointless. It Adrian really would have got home quicker, certainly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're going to talk arm wrestling now, and I suppose a lot of people sort of reassess their lives uh, around uh, COVID and lockdown. And our next guest was quite ill during it, very ill during it, in fact. Mm. And having emerged from that illness, decided he was going to change things up. He was going to try a new sport. Uh, and that was arm wrestling. Started to watch videos on YouTube mm. as he convalesced. And as soon as he was fit enough, he got into it. And now he's a European gold medalist. And uh, he joins us now, Mark Warden. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon. How are you both doing? Good. Good Congratulations thanks. to you. I kind of summed up your situation. I would say you were ve- you were very ill, weren't you, d- during that period? I was. Yeah. Unfortunately, I caught early uh, COVID early on, at the same time as Boris had it, I believe, um, mm. and it left me with pneumonia, and I was pretty ill. Mm. Um, my wife wanted me to go to hospital. There was a few issues with hospitals at the time; they were very full, and uh, so I just laid in bed and hoped for the best. And um, the best happened. Um, I got better slowly but surely. Uh, I did suffer from long COVID for quite some time, about six months, eight months after that. Wow. 
Um, but yeah, no, and watching loads of YouTube videos, watching all these guys arm wrestling, I thought, you know what, that's for me. I, I want some of that. Wow. And so you're, you're obviously really thrown yourself into it, although I understand your first bouts, it's not all brute strength, it's technique, I'm sure, and uh, you were still sort of getting the sort of finesse, I take it, of the sport early on. Yes, so much technique. I mean, so much so. Um, up until that point, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'd just been sort of, you know, pub arm wrestling uh, during my life and, and never been beaten. I thought, oh, I'm the best. I'm, I, no one could beat me. I, I went along to my first practice with the Milton Keynes Arm Wrestling Club and absolutely everyone destroyed me. <laughs> Half my weight and uh, just suddenly realised there's a lot to be learned in this sport, which was great for me because it's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So is it is it strength or is it technique or is it both? It's both. Basically, mm. basically you, you need to be within a certain percentage of your opponent's strength. Otherwise, you know, strength will eventually overwhelm technique. But, you know, when, when you're getting within sort of 5 or 10% of somebody else's strength, then te- that's when technique takes over. So uh, you're looking at sort of different attacks, different counters, different defences, um, and there's just so much to learn. It's a, it's a really, really interesting uh, sport to get into. Is there any trash talking? Sorry, Paul. Oh, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, because you are close. You're in close proximity to something, aren't you? Not nose to nose almost. I don't get involved in the trash talk. Some do. Um, yeah, as a way of intimidating the, the person that you're you're about to pull. So some of it can be done just in the setup. I mean, there's a lot in the setup that goes on. That's when you're you're literally just putting your hand and taking a grip and then and finding what grip you you, you need. And and that in itself can be enough to intimidate an opponent um, into um, uh, perhaps thinking that they're not going to do quite as well as they, they should do. But yeah, some 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 try to trash talk. I, I don't bother with any of that stuff. Oh, do, you, do you have an onion or a, a bit of garlic the night before? Are you up close and personal with <laughs> yeah, any dirty tricks yeah. like that? Yeah, cur- curry's the one. Go for a curry the night before, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's going to... And, and a quick kick in the shins as well. That, that'll sort of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're 53. Um, which that's is the new 40, though. The new five. Well, still, I mean, it's, yeah. is it an age group uh, tournament, Mark? How does it work? So in, in the UK, um, you can pull uh, from 18 and to any age you like. Yeah. There is an, an additional category in the UK, which is Masters. And Masters in the UK is 40, uh, 40 sorry, 50 and over, 50 right. and over, but any weight. Um, so you can be from, from 60 kilos up to 160 kilos in uh, in the Masters category in the UK. But when you go into Europeans and Worlds, which I did last year and this year, then the, there's, the, the categories are further broken down. So you get Masters 40 to 50, Grand Masters 50 to 60, uh, Ultra Grand Masters, 60 to 70, and then they're further broken down into weight categories, under 95, under 105, and then supers, and there are some lighter weights as well. Wow, way. And so the Worlds, you know, you've been to the Worlds, you've got this European um, medal. How, how did you fare at the Worlds? Yeah, so um, I got married just before the Worlds mm. uh, in August last year, and uh, I said to my wife, should, should we go for a honeymoon in Dieppe, France? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, and it just so happened that the World Arm Wrestling Championships were held there at the same time. What's the chances? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> she actually really enjoyed it because an entire town full of arm wrestlers, it was just quite surreal. Yeah. Um, I uh, I came fourth in Worlds last year uh, and I competed against some really good guys like uh, Gregory Schneider, who I'd, I'd followed actually for quite some time. And, and, you know, he's a really good arm wrestler and been arm wrestling for years, um, top level pro. Um, and, and I fared well against him. I did lose in the end, but I fared well against him. I gave him a run for his money. Well, Is brilliant. there like a legend, like a Muhammad Ali or Pele of arm wrestling? 
There, there are yeah, there, there are a few legends uh, in arm wrestling, um, and uh, at the moment there's some some really really strong guys. But John Brzezink is considered to be the uh, greatest of all time. Um, uh, he was, if you don't if you remember, years ago there was a film with Sylvester Sloan called Over the Top. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was actually uh, consulted for that film, and he was in that film as well, and he was competing at the time. So that, that just shows you how. Like, and he's still competing today. So oh, he's yeah. been competing Blimey. for. Many, many years. So, yeah, John Brzezink is considered to be the, the greatest of all time. But it's, there are so many good arm wrestlers now uh, that you know, coming coming into the sport. Some huge, huge strong guys. He's got some arms on him, old John. I'm just having a look at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, John wow. Brzezink. And a hand, such a strong hand and wrist, you know, because oh, yeah. it's so, hand and wrist is, is everything in arm wrestling. It, yeah. you, training is, is all the time. Hand, wrist, hand, wrist, hand, wrist. Just getting that, that grip and, and that ability to turn your opponent. Well, well done, Mark. It's a great story coming out of a, a dark place when you were ill during COVID. So good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Mark Walden there, 53, yeah, uh, arm wrestler and uh, Olympic medalist, gold medalist. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, the uh, big word of mouth hit comedy-wise this year has been Colin from Accounts. Um, the, the, we saw the BBC trainer that kind of gave us a flavour of what this show was about, although there was a fairly vital piece missing. Mm. Uh, from that trailer, which is pretty key to the story. But it was enough to uh, to entice us in, and it's just a great show. Really, really enjoyable, uh, really funny, and people have been evangelising been about binging it. binging it as well. Telling their yeah. mates and binging it, and it's become a huge success. And we're very pleased to say that the uh, two stars, and indeed the writers of Colin from Accounts, uh, husband and wife team, Harriet Dyer and Patrick Bramwell, join us now. Good afternoon to you both. Afternoon. Hello, good morning here. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to you, yeah. It's, um, Hi. Yeah, well, look, thanks so much for joining us. We So we're both big fans of the show. There's an awful lot of people in this country. It must be a real buzz, not just to have a successful show, but to have a show that, that's kind of happened word of mouth. So people are just telling their friends, they're watching it, and, and it's kind of a sort of chain reaction. That's what we've heard. And, mm. and someone told us once that the... A show will succeed if it's got two things, word of mouth, well, it's got to be good, but word of mouth <laughs> and accessibility. And I think the fact that it was on BBC Two and the iPlayer, like that that set us up so well. And yeah. then everyone everyone chatting about it has just taken it to the next level. Yeah, once people start talking about it, they sort of take ownership of it and they can't wait to tell other people. Like that's, it's completely exceeded our expectations, the, the way it's been received over there. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Mm-hmm. And it was a great cast as well. You two were brilliant, but also the people you had around you. And, of course, we can't forget Colin himself, a wonderful dog. <laughs> he yeah. is, yeah. He's doing a lot for the Border Terrier community. Yeah, massive. <laughs> BT strong. Hashtag BT strong. <laughs> <laughs> so because on, on the face of it, you're trying to explain, people say, uh, is it like an office sitcom? No, no, it's not an office sitcom at all. It's nothing to do with a guy called Colin from Accounts. It's about a dog that gets run over and they go, oh, right, sitcom, you say. <laughs> because it's not the most promising premise, is it, really? It's not. It's pretty bleak. It's pretty <laughs> bleak. And, like, as soon as you kind of mess with dogs or cats, people kind of go, wait a second, yeah. Pat has found us on a website called doesthedogdie.com. Yeah. <laughs> We're all over that. Spoiler, he doesn't. He doesn't. So relax. <laughs> also, the, day that, the morning that we were shooting the actual car incident, art department came over with, you know, very oh. diligently with several types of, like, blood and dog gunk. And we're like, nope, don't need any of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're not trying to make this look brutal. We're trying to make it seem like a little nudge. Yeah. And he does need wheels, but like try to always keep it light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you mess with dogs, you'll you'll lose everyone but the psychos. That's right. We were told by one of the um American executives over here. She sat down to watch it, an early cut of it. Well, no, it was finished, but she had it early with her with her son. And her son was like, Is the dog okay? She's like, honey, it's fine. It's a comedy. The dog's gonna be like trotting around. And then he gets hit by the car. That's right. And so she was like, oh, sorry. But I'm like, but he, he makes it. And the reasons why he gets hit are pretty funny. Mm. As, I, as I said, like when we were spooking in Australia, I was like, watch the first two minutes. If you don't like it, cancel your subscription. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was happy to stand by that because it costs us nothing. It costs us nothing. But Harry, it was it was your idea, wasn't it? I, I understand you kind of scrolled down this this idea. And I know quite a lot of stuff in in this first series things that have kind of happened to you or people that you know so had this happened to somebody you know or or was that the kind of made you know was that a kind of made up premise this particular thing was 100 fiction mm-hmm. um but i was always a little bit intrigued by people who kind of run into you know people who ride their bike into a pole or <laughs> go out the back of someone because they've seen someone they like you know i've always been intrigued by that response of humans that we try to bury all the time. Mm. Um, but no, this has never happened. I've certainly never flashed a nipple and ended up in a vet's waiting room. I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's a comedy with great heart yeah. and also some serious aspects to it, which I think adds to it, it makes it more real, I think. Yeah, yeah, we, we wanted to kind of, it's funny, as we were writing it, it was getting less and less funny and we thought, oh, Hopefully we've earned this, you know, and I think that's part of it is that you you hook people in with nipples and poo jokes and <laughs> and then by it or think if we've succeeded in our um mission, you kind of really care about these two people and yeah. you're like, Oh, oh, don't don't go. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the responses we had early on was like, funny, funny, but is this enough for a TV show? And then and then, and then, yeah, it does hook you when you start caring and one, you know, hoping these characters are going to be okay and that sort of stuff. And it was a really nice balance of, of. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was. We didn't, we didn't super plan it that way. We didn't go, let's make a rom com or anything. Mm. We just made a relationship comedy that made us laugh. And yeah, but we knew we needed, we needed more weighty stuff in there to to keep these characters earthed. Because if it's all set pieces and um and gags, it's like funny, but you don't believe them. So yeah. we really needed stuff to keep these characters like people you know. And that's a big response we've had as well, is that whether it's our characters or someone else in the show, so many people said, I know that sort of person, or I recognise that sort of behaviour. Mm. And you've played, you say you, you are married, and you've played on aspects of your marriage as well, such as the age difference. Patrick's, what, I think 12, is that 12 years older? So that's something yeah. that well, features in the show, isn't it, uh, with uh, with your character uh, yeah, and that playing yeah. that age gap. It yeah. felt unavoidable too. Like, I mean, maybe it didn't, but we were like, "Well, there's you can mine it. There's stuff here." Because I do yeah. distinctly remember at his 40th birthday, I was 28, and I thought, "What am I doing here?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt as well. What the fuck is she doing? <laughs> um, but but it's funny, like potentially, like anything that's funny, we'll mine it out if mm. it's yeah. if it's worth if you give gives us a laugh and there there is some comedy there to be had you know and the sort of the references we have and and um and yeah that comes to roost mainly in episode seven and sort of sprinkled throughout yeah. yeah because these two people come together who otherwise would not have met 
they would not have met on the apps. They wouldn't have worked together, mm-hmm. you know. They don't have many mutual friends or even interests, really. Like even Sydney's not a massive town, but it's big enough, and I doubt they would have met. Yeah, that's right. And so it's about like the chaos, and part of that chaos of them sort of coming towards each other is this age gap. So yeah, we yeah we mind it for sure. Yeah, anything. Let me for laugh. We'll put anything in for (laughs) laugh. That was featured in the birthday party episode. Yeah, that's the age gap in the friend. That's a beauty. Yeah, that's very good. The um. Idea, sorry, I like the idea that Ash is a little older than wiser than her years, but maybe her friends aren't, mm-hmm. and so that's why it was so marked in that episode. So I love the idea that the twelve years have never seemed so big as when it was the most important. Yeah, and we do love the way this is talk sport. Of course, we love the way you've entered the the spirit of this. You are wearing sports tops as as we chat. Do you want to you want to talk us through those? Oh. The ones you're wearing. This is my beloved Canberra Raiders. Mm-hmm. Canberra Raiders, NRL. This is a vintage top. Uh, gifted to me, I think is the common parlance, but give is another way of saying it. Yeah. Um, I, my parents-in-law, yeah. uh, Harry's folks. My mum goes nuts on any sort of Raiders just, merch. But this, this is their most, most sort of arrogant lime green phase <laughs> in the mid-'80s. It's a horrible colour. Uh, they're more of a sort of a forest green now, maybe, or, or sort of an emerald yeah. green. Perhaps. Yeah, it's more like um, Wizard of Oz green, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're doing, but it's hard to keep track of them from LA. The timelines are all out. And in fact, we're just waking up this morning from yeah. Rugby League State of Origin. Yeah, we, we don't know what's happening. We don't. State oh, of Origin is massive. Them. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. So it's the, the best rugby league you can find, State of Origin. State of Origin, thank you, is the most incredible thing ever. But it was on two. It was at two two o'clock in the morning, and if we didn't have a baby, we would have either gone to sleep and woken up, or stayed up and watched it. If but we didn't have a baby, we would have set the alarm. It would have gone off, and would have gone back to bed and watched it in the morning. Probably, <laughs> but, but we haven't done any of those things. <laughs> yeah, so we don't know what happened. He's a Queenslander, and I'm I'm a blue. Yeah, and so. that's why I'm kind of wearing a maroon top is mm. for Queenslanders. But this is not. I, I don't. Is this a camera on? Do people see this? Uh, we're gonna show. We can. Uh, we're gonna show people a picture of it. We got a. We got a screen grab, so we can put that as we're chatting right. about this. Right. So. It looks like it, it's. A, it's actually a uterus, but it looks like go rams. It looks like some sort of yeah. ram head. Yeah. And on a plane in America, a man saw me wearing it. and went go rams, and I went go ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be for everyone. <laughs> Another guy saw it and said, "Oh, you're from Texas," and I was like, "Nope." The um, you do have a now. Um, you're in American Auto, Harriet, as well, uh, US yeah. sitcom, and you have a link to uh, football in this country, soccer in this country. I do. Humphrey, I do. Humphrey I Kerr. Remember. I, I have a Wrexham shirt I should have worn. Yes. Yeah, Humphrey is a dear, dear friend, and I've become a diehard Wrexham supporter. Oh. Our daughter Joni has a Wrexham jersey. Yeah. We are Wrexham all the way. I'm so proud of what they've achieved there. It's massive. Unbelievable. I love a. I love that kind of idea that you that the the town was so kind of sleepy and. You know, kicking, kicking the stones along, going, this is us. And now they've got this whole new heartbeat. It's incredible. And Humphrey was always in the first season of American Order, who was particularly, he, I think he had a lot of admin to do for Wrexham. And so it would always be like, rolling, action. Where's Humphrey? would be like, up here. And he'd just put his phone down just in time for action. And I started to be like, what are you doing? And he'd be like, soccer business, soccer business. <laughs> I'd say, or football business, as you'd say. Mm. You guys say football. 
Hey? Yeah. He'd say football and I'd be like, oh my God, what is this? And I, he told me all about it. And then as soon as it came out on Hulu, the documentary, I watched it and then I've just become hooked. And um, yeah, we're, we're big, big fans. Now, of course, the big question is, and one everybody's asking is, is there going to be a second series? We know there's a writer's strike, but is there a second series planned? We we don't have a green light yet. Uh, but we're we, planning for it yeah, in our heads. We're quietly confident. I mean, it would be mental if we didn't get a second season. Yeah. But we just go blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, the writer's strike over here is kind of stifling us a bit for a while. So. Yeah. But we've got we've got a lot of stuff planned. So yeah. um, let's let's just do a super soft yes, nothing official. Yeah, nothing official. Yeah. But we are, we, we, we snapped away lots of ideas and before the writer's strike happened, we were we were plotting and kind of um, trying to break the story. Yeah, we started writing. But stuff, we have yeah. to jump. We have to jump through some hoops and deliver some drafts before they will green light it. So we just need to do some more work. But with the pens down over here, it's a bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. But it won't be forever. It's no. cooking. Yeah, that's let's right. Say, let's just say that the oven is preheating. Good. Sure <laughs> Good. <laughs> we'll we'll let you go and watch the game. And look, it's been lovely oh to talk God. to you. Uh, it's, it's such a great show, and uh, we look forward to series two. And we appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. Yeah, Thanks, thank guys. you so much for having us. Thank you for the support. Yeah, I really appreciate getting in touch as well. I really love it. Thanks, fellas. There we are. That's uh, Harry Dyer and Patrick Bramwell. And Colin from Accounts is available to watch on the BBC iPlayer. It's a great show. I haven't seen it. It's a treat. And so many people are saying, yeah, I've, you know, I've got it. I've recorded the first one. You know, watch it. You've, you'll absolutely love it. So uh, this is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, we would have normally got some tips from our old friend Andy Smart for the Derby, for the Oaks. We certainly would. Of course, sadly, we can't. But no. we have, we should say, we've recorded, didn't we, yesterday, a special tribute to him. Yeah, we're, we're, podcast. we're... Myself and Andy and our producer won't be here tomorrow. We're going to say goodbye to our, our good friend uh, Andy Smart. It's his funeral tomorrow. But we have recorded, as we won't be here, we're putting out a special podcast that kind of extended <clears throat> best of, because yeah. he was so much part of the show for so many years mm. so uh, we will be if I uh, said so we won't bring you the normal podcast tomorrow as we're not here but yeah we will uh, bring you that special podcast that'll be available uh, tomorrow it's birthday spread time uh, 10 birthdays from the week 10 jokes all gold definitely all gold uh, normally uh, Andy's at home Charlie is in the studio at uh, this time allowed him to peruse the papers live Charlie's at home and uh, Andy's in the studio. Not, not that kind of lad. He won't be Googling. He, he, he likes a fair fight. Um, and so good afternoon, Charlie. Good, good afternoon. I mean, it's utterly pointless, isn't it? Utterly pointless. What, this game? Because if I win, mm. you'll be like, oh, he's cheating. No. Oh, what an absolute nightmare. And if I lose, you say I lose the plot like Mourinho anyway in the car park. <laughs> I'll be shouting at Jeff Peters on the way out in the car park. <laughs> That'd be good. Go, in fact, I'm going to go down to the local car park and find whoever's there and shout at them. <laughs> you, uh, um, I don't, I don't think you cheat, Charlie. Whatever the listeners say, and there many of them do, I don't, I don't think you're I a don't cheat. Think you do uh, keeping score, Jeff Peters. Good afternoon, Jeff. Bannon. <laughs> oh, that's we had a week long. That is very, battle. very good. Very good. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether anyone heard it last week when yeah. my last word was Barry, but um, I just thought, oh, very yeah, nice. I'm glad it's uh, paid off. Anyway, yeah, five wins stuff. in a row. Uh, see, I can be funny occasionally. Uh, five, but not very often. <laughs> um, and it's been a difficult week. Uh, five wins in a row and six in seven for Paul, who leads Charlie 45 25. 45 25. Here we go. Then. Come on, the championship. We always, yes, that's fantastic. Blue square in five years. Blue square five years. Um, let's have Pele and Sergio Mendes as accompaniment, shall we? Here we go. And uh, I'll kick us off as I won last week. So who's the first? Uh, the way it works is ten birthdays. The margin of error will grow as we try and guess the ages of these people. Myself and Charlie. Largest margin of error, of course, is the loser. One who guesses the most in the least amount of years wrong is the winner. Andy. Okay, it's the fine actor and director Clint Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Ooh. I had a very strange request from him once. He was a big Leeds fan. I don't know if you knew that. He wanted me yeah. to sculpt a life-size model of his favourite keeper, Mervyn Day. Yeah. But quite aggressive about it he said go ahead make my day go make my day oh, yeah yeah nice yeah. he's in Lovely. his 90s isn't he um, oh uh, no he isn't he's got to be he's got to be because I remember reading a little while ago that he's still making films in his 90s uh, 92 I'm going to go for he always looks like he always looks like he's um you can't quite read something in the distance, doesn't he? That's not that <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. He makes Arsene Wenger look smooth, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, he was 90, well, you, whatever. I went 92. What you say, Paul? 92. 92, yeah, I think you're right. Well, it was 90. Yeah, I'm really 90. Was it two years ago? Was it one year ago? And we're going to go for Let's go. Let's go one year ago. 91. 93. Oh, 93. Oh, okay, Regals it. Regals. 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 But so, not a costly Regals. You, you, were feeling, you were feeling lucky there, weren't you? I was. Oh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul one, Charlie two. Okay. Okay. It's the musician. He may have appeared before. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? He's been You're recycling. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Very green, Andy. Very green. I said to Jeff yesterday. I think I've done all of these before. Oh. But apparently I haven't. Okay. Roland Gift. Oh, Roland oh, yeah. Gift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Back, back in the days. Charlie does Roland Gift. You want to? Go on. Go on. <laughs> Tell me your Roland Gift story, Charlie. You no, bit... not again. Yeah. Go on. We love it. Tell me. I was on a. I was on a train and we were and we, me and my wife we were sitting opposite. It turned out to be Roland Gift, and I was nudging her, going, "Look, look, look, look who it is! Look who it is! It's Roland Gift! It's Roland Gift!" Not saying it, but then I didn't. I kept very quiet. It was very good. And then as we got off the train, it just came out of my mouth. I went, "Charn her!" <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit like when I met the two. Yeah, his name was Hugh Cornwall. Yeah, the strain singing. Peaches. Anyway, back in the days when I was an equine dentist. Oh yeah, I remember those days. I yeah. used to oh, visit yeah. his stables. I was happy. I was happy to, but my partner tried to warn me <laughs> no. off. He said, "Never oh, look no. a gift horse in the yeah. mouth." Is that yeah, a new yeah, variation lovely. on it? Yeah, okay. well, very much so. Roland <laughs> Gift now. He's got to be in his. F- uh, it's up to you, Charlie. You're kicking it off, aren't you? Yeah. So, I'll tell you what. If, Char- if Charlie gets this right, there'll be some suspicious minds. Oh, right? uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think you this picked up Bannon, Jeff. So this is keep going, Charlie. And like, like a Facebook marketplace advert, mm. this is an unwanted gift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 65. Wow, is he that old? He might be right. Um, 61. 61. Oh! Oh, he's directly next now. to him. Direct- You're sat next <laughs> exactly. to him. Directly. Thanks for holding up that look piece it, of paper that says 61. Unbelievable. So, I stay on one. What's Charlie on? Uh, it's Paul one, Charlie six. <laughs> okay, we better rock and roll because time's are pressing. Next okay, yeah. it's the uh, newsreader, Mary Nightingale. Oh, yeah, Mary oh, Nightingale. Yeah. Yes, I first came across yeah. Mary busking in Mayfair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing the rest yeah. of it anymore. Look at that Barclay Square. Yeah, yeah, very much Barclay so. Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary Nightingale, newsreader, of course. Mm. Held upside down by Michael Barrymore. I seem remembering some <laughs> famous publicity <laughs> shot. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Brands, uh, Richard Branson, was it? No, I, 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 somebody held her upside down. It wasn't yeah. Marco Gabbiadini, it was someone else. I'd, I'd um, move on, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, <laughs> I'd say, uh, I'd say um, 55. Yeah, I reckon you... Mm, yeah, 57. She is 60. Oh, OK. Happy Ooh, birthday, okay. Mary. I can't Chip find any off. pictures of her All the change fell she out of her pocket. She looks good for it, Mary, didn't she? She yeah. looks good for 60. Yeah, nice. Ooh. What's the scores, Jeff? Paul, five out onto six. Charlie, three out onto nine. Nine, three. Okay. Okay. So close yeah. to Charlie. Okay. Yeah, lovely. It's the comedian Sarah Millican. Sarah oh, Millican. Yeah. And, uh, when Charlie I was a, works with her. He's probably uh, bought her a cake yeah, for her absolutely. birthday. When I was a magazine editor, she submitted loads of articles, many of which I had to turn down. Sadly, it was my job to spike Millican. Oh. Oh, very yeah. nice. Beautiful. Brilliant. Okay. What, Brilliant. Do you, what do you think, Charlie? You, you'd probably see her now and again. She's 48. Yeah, she'd be something like that, wouldn't she? I'll go 47. 48. Well done, Charlie. Oh, well done, Charlie. Well done. Got her a cake. Got her a cake, isn't he? Just put the 48th candle in five minutes before he came on. So, Charlie stays on nine. Jeff, what am I on? One out, so you on to seven. Okay, we're going to the fifth birthday and a half time. Okay. Tight. Uh, it's a writer, and she wrote uh, A Small Place... Not a book I'm aware of, but 1988. Jamaica Kincaid. Jamaica Kincaid. And she's a season ticket holder at Chelsea, actually, who, despite our terrible season, didn't miss a game, home or away. Jamaica? No, she went of her own accord. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, what gosh. year did she write the book? <laughs> and he criticises me. Yeah, I really like that yeah. one. 
he's, no, he's loving this. He's chucking well, it's away. Well, only, only because it's a knock at Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. not nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. What year uh, was it? 98, you said you wrote it. Oh, it was an old gag, was it? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> it was very much an old gag. 50, 58, I'm going to go with. Mm, 60. 74. Ooh, okay, yeah. So, mm. we go to half time of the scores is, um, at what, Jeff? Sorry. It's 23 all. 23 all. 23 all. Okay. Wow. Is well, it? Yes, yeah, good. That's a thrill. Okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, at half time in the birthday spread, it is 23 all. Quite the ding dong do. Mm. Um, and uh, five more birthdays to go. Charlie's at home today. Andy's with us in the studio. Jeff keeping score. Yeah. Let's go back to. Pele and Sergio Mendes. Here we go then. Charlie to lead us off on the sixth birthday. And the sixth birthday is the great soul singer Gladys Knight. Oh, yeah, Gladys Ooh. Knight. Yes, yeah. so when I was catering her tour, she refused to eat any seedless fruit. She had to have the pips. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Much. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you yeah. think, whatever you think it is, yeah, yeah, baby, don't change your mind. Okay, okay, right. uh, okay lovely. Okay, okay. There we are. right. <laughs> Who is it? Is it me? It's you, it's you, Charlie. Yeah. Is it me? Okay. Yeah. I, I rang her on a payphone once. Did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you did, did you? Yeah. What's a payphone, Dad? What's a payphone? Yeah. She, she ran out of money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just watching tongue in the cricket. There's one for you next year, Andy. I would have thought, you know, yeah, where it'll oh, feature. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll you, feature. Is, it, is this you? So you can look it up on Google. You just yeah, I'm just, looking, just googling it now. Yeah, yeah. Just, I can't. I can't spell Gladys. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> How old's Gladys Knight, Charlie? <laughs> How old's Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight is 82. Um, I'm going 80, um, 84. 79. Oh, Gladys, sorry Ooh. if you're listening. We put years on her. Mm. On a midnight train in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Even the Pipsma. Superstar. <laughs> Baby Dick and Kip. There must be all going on. Anyway. She's got a senior rail car. <laughs> yes, she has. Yes, she has now, yeah. Um, what's the scores, Jeff? Paul, five out onto 28. You did say 84, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and Charlie, three out. He's on to 26. 26, here Terrible we go. Terrible guessing, then. not what friends are for, that. Oh, Peaked at Bannon. So, um, <laughs> next next. It's the great rugby player. Play for England between 82 and 93, so I'll give you a bit of a clue there. Peter Winterbottom. Oh, yeah. Peter Winterbottom. Oh, yeah, lovely. lovely and we yeah. took part together, Peter and I, in a desert marathon. It was so dry, I had to water Winterbottom. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, okay. Uh, um, 70, I'm going to go. What do you think, Charlie? 69. 63. 63. Sorry, Peter, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry. So what's that? Yeah, what's felt that? Old. that felt old, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul, seven out onto 35. Charlie, six out onto 32. Three in it, three to go. Wow, tight Ooh, game. This is a tight game. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, what a good game. Okay. It'll, go, it'll all go now. Let us know you're getting on at home, folks. We'd love to know. Probably be like, probably now like the, the, the person who runs... Like Andy's local shop. Yeah, it could now. be. Yeah. yeah, it is. He's got a picture of him he'll be showing me as well. So who is it, Andy? Someone it's you've never bro- heard of. No, it's the broadcast broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. The broadcaster and critic. You see how that happened. Broadcaster and critic, Echo Eschen. Echo Eschen, you may remember. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, welcome back mm. to him after last year and the year before. <laughs> no, not necessarily, I don't think. I went to his uh, Watership Down themed fancy dress stag do. Yes. It's great to be with Echo and the Bunny Men. Oh, oh superb. <laughs> Excellent. Is it down with a kiss? Very nice. Well, I say that. Brilliant. <laughs> so, Very nice. after a fashion. <laughs> mm. What do you think? Really. 59. 
Echo Eschen, um, 68. Oh, no, he's no, 55, 55, Ooh. 55. Ooh. 55 for five. So I think that puts you very much in the box seat, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's absolutely flying here. Yeah. Four out on that moves on to 36. Yeah. 13 out, oh. Paul. You're on to 48. Wow. So it's 12, Ooh, isn't it? Going into the ninth birthday. Not easy at all. Okay, we well, no, no. he's the co-founder of the Ambassador Theatre Group, a joint yes. chief executive and creative director of Trafalgar Entertainment. He may have appeared before. Yeah. Sir Howard Panter. Oh, he's oh. Howard Panther. He's very famous for the salmon-coloured three-piece suits he always wears. You can't miss the pink panther. Oh, the pink, <laughs> the pink panther. Yeah. Has Panther appeared before? Oh no, he hasn't. Oh, oh. yes, he has. Uh, come on, come on. All right, I'd say um, he is sixty-seven. Mm. What do you think, Charlie? Sixty-eight. Oh, ooh, playing cagely, 74. 74. Mm, so we go into the last birthday. Charlie will lead us off as he's in the lead. And what are the scores, Jeff? Seven out on that one, Paul. So you're on 55. Charlie, six out onto 42. 14, sorry, 13 in it. So ooh, Paul needs whoa. to be 14 either side. 14 either okay. side. Here we go, Charlie. The, Good luck, Charlie. Charlie's the ethnobotanist and oh. broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me what that is. James Wong. Somebody broadcasts. That's what it is. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> ethnobotanist. James Wong. James Wong. And we were on a tour, actually, of Ardman Animations in Bristol when I was taken short and ruined my keck. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able to borrow a pair from James. I was really grateful for the Wong trousers. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Echo botanist. Is he echo botanist? Ethno. Ethno botanist. Ethno botanist. 52. 52. Okay. I'm going to go. Are you going 52? I'm going to go um, 60. Six. <laughs> Wrong way, Regals. He's 42. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. And all it took was Google and a newspaper in front of yeah. me. <laughs> all it took. I think this is the future for you on the birthday spread, Charlie. Doing it from home so you can cheat, clearly. Brilliant. Final scores then. Paul, 79. Charlie, 52. Wow. So Paul's winning streak of five in a row comes to an end, and it's Paul, 45. Charlie, 26. Barry. Lovely. No. <laughs> <laughs> good for the competition. I yeah, think. it's good. It's, yeah. I think yes. it's yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Well played, everyone. Thank Great you very jokes, much, Andy. Chef. Great jokes. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That's how it all unfolded uh, today on the show. Um, myself and Andy won't be here tomorrow. We'll have to say goodbye to our friend and regular contributor to the show, uh, Andy Smart, who sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but we will be putting out a special tribute podcast to Andy. Some of his highlights of all the many things he did for us uh, on the show over the years. So we do hope you're able to listen to that tomorrow. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.